Smarties, we talk about calendaring all the time on Learn Smarter. In fact, we believe calendaring is so critical, it is one of our earliest episodes. In episode two, we talked about how to calendar. Last week, in episode 78, we talked about calendaring like a pro. We'll link both those episodes in the show notes to this episode in case you haven't had a chance to listen to them yet. Smarties, there are so many objections that learners have to calendaring. Today, we'll break down the four main excuses learners have for not calendaring and, of course, how we tackle their objections. Special shout out to Sarah, who works for my company in Beverly Hills, California, called CAP Educational Therapy Group, who really helped put the bones of this episode together. Calendaring is critical to the success of our learners. It's also hard to create but super easy to maintain. It's hard, Smarties, because we want to simultaneously honor the objections of our learners while still guiding them towards what we know will be an essential factor of their success. Here we go. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 79 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're talking about the good old excuses kids have <laughs> for not calendaring. Steph, before we get into that, I have to tell you, I just had a little bit of a mind trip when you said episode 79. Yeah. Can't believe it. I know. I can't believe how many episodes we recorded on the podcast. <laughs> you know what's hard is that I used to have memorized every single episode and what it was, and I can't remember them all anymore. I hit my limit. What point do you think that stopped? There's some of the 40s are, I couldn't tell Murky. you. Yeah. All right. But I do know the 60s, and I know most of the 70s. So let's talk about why you might know that stuff and I don't. I'm done with the episode pretty much after we record. Yeah, you're the one that posts it online and make sure it goes out and the email goes out and all that. And if you're not on our email list, go to www.learnsmarterpodcast.com and sign up there. You have more hands on the episode than I do, like more touches to it, more touches to it. Yeah, because I also put it in our list of episode links and episode titles and our Trello board and all of that. And I work with the calendar and stuff. So there's a lot of moving pieces having to do with the episode. So right. So there's a few that I could tell you, but there's a couple for whatever reason, they're not stuck. And I couldn't tell you off the top of my head anymore. It's kind of sad because you don't have to stuff. <laughs> no, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being like, oh, well, that was episode blah, blah, blah. But I can't do it anymore. So I've let it go. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, though, guys. Yes, exactly. So let's dig into this. So this episode actually came out of some work that Sarah did. And I know Sarah listened. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. And we were chatting about how to respond to learners when they do push back. All the time. On everything. Yeah. But there are really four basic pushbacks and reasons that learners don't want a calendar. Yeah. And there's variations of this because of age and gender and how they say it or what their situation is. But these are like how the school is structured, all these things. Exactly. But these are the generalized. You'll get some sort of version of this. I do have a client right now who's super jazzed about putting a calendar together. Yeah, that's always so nice. It does happen, guys. <laughs> it does, not the majority. 
No, it's less common, but it's such a pleasure when it does. It does. How many clients do you actually get that come in that have a calendar set up already? That was a long pause because I'm trying to think if I've ever had a client come in with a calendar set up. Certainly not set up properly. What is more common, the parents have a really good calendar. Uh So they've been sharing with their child's Google Calendar all along, but the kid doesn't check it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever really had a student who had a built-out calendar. What about you? I think I've had one or two ever that actually did it really well, but it's rare. I've certainly never had a calendar from a student that hasn't needed to be addressed in some way. Yeah, for sure. Like that they come in and it's totally done. Yeah. Most students don't have it. Yep. That leads us to why. Why they don't have it. Here we go. Yeah. So the first objection, and these are all quotes, guys. So the first objection is, I have an online portal, so I don't need this. (laughs) And online portal is Schoology, Haiku, Power School. What do you guys use down there, Steph? There's using Canvas, using Google Classroom. There's one called RenWeb. People get it. Yeah, all those. So how do you respond to that one, Steph? Well, I tend to put them in a position where they're going to fail with this because I'll say to them, (laughs) okay, they'll tell me they remember or they don't have to check. You test them. I test them like, okay, so what's coming up? And I'll look at the portal and they can't see it. And I'll say, so what's coming up? Just because you have it, you also have to check it. But just because you checked it doesn't mean you remember. Right. So... Oftentimes, they'll tell me something, and then I'll catch them missing something. And I'm like, oh, well, what about this? And they'll be like, oh, 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 yeah, that too. You know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I rest my case. Yeah. (laughs) What about you? (laughs) I tend to have a more cerebral response. I kind of like yours better because it also builds rapport. Usually when we're building a calendar, it's pretty early in the relationship. So kind of joking around with them in that way is always a good idea. But what I say to them is what we've said on the podcast many a time, which is teachers never use the online portal the way it was intended to be used. Some will never update it. Some will update it late at night. So you can't depend on it for the homework. The most effective way of knowing what you have to do is to create your own system and write it down for yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to, first of all, assume the portal is going to be wrong and then use the portal as backup only. Yeah, because it can change at any point. Always. And I always ask them, when was the last time you checked? At what time? Because they'll be like, I checked it today. But if you checked it at 7 a.m., it's a lot different than 4 p.m. Which is one of the reasons we hate the portal. Oh, I hate the portal. The portal also does not take into account all the personal things that our kids have going on. Activities, free time, social things all need to be included on the calendar. We dig into all that in episode two. The online portal is not a time management tool. No, it's a backup. It's a backup. Yeah, exactly. All right, Steph, what's number two? Number two is this isn't how everyone else in my class does it. And I feel different doing it this way. I don't want to do it this way. And I get where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, most of them don't even realize that this is going on behind the scenes for their peers. They're not necessarily doing it the way that they see. Just because you see something doesn't mean that that's actually what's going on. So I was talking to a kid last night about binders Mm -hmm. and how much he likes using the one binder And he's going to tell all of his friends to do it that way. 
So, you know, if you can teach them to be a trendsetter in that regard and their friends might catch on and want to do it too, keep in mind, a teenager, everything you do feels different. (laughs) It's true. One of the things that I'll talk to my clients about is that particularly in middle school and high school, you're very much the center of your own universe. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, and this is something that if I'm upset or I've told myself a story in my head about what other people are thinking, Mm -hmm. and then you, for example, will remind me, Rach, you being the center of your own universe, or Adam will remind me, which is basically a way of saying nobody's thinking about you the way you're thinking about you. Yeah. And so when I hear this objection, One of the things I'll say is, well, how much time do you spend thinking about how they're doing it? And usually it's never. Yeah. Like they spend zero amount of time. It's so true. And I said, well, that's the exact same amount of time that they're spending thinking about you. What will happen, just like happened with your kid with the binder, is that the family adjusts and suddenly older siblings or younger siblings are asking for help setting up their calendar because they see how effective it is. Oh, yeah. So if anything, the consequence of someone observing what you are doing is they will likely do it as well. Exactly what you said, Steph. Oh, yeah. I've had kids go home and teach their older siblings how to create a Google Calendar. Absolutely. And they've come back to me and been so excited that they got to show their older sibling how to do something. Mm-hmm. That feels important when you're younger. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of cousins in college right now and definitely one or two of them. I don't know how they got through high school (laughs) without having figured out their systems. And certainly with me involved in their life, it's a little wild. I've totally sent family members the How to Calendar episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was hanging out with one of my cousins and we were driving and I'm like, we're going to listen to the podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when you did that. And he goes, doesn't it bother you to hear your own voice? And I said, yes, it does. But I think you need to hear this and you need to hear it from me and from Steph. Yeah, totally. And I don't know if it changed anything, but I certainly know that at least the ones in college have a mechanism for planning their time in the form of a calendar. Which is great. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Number three. The third objection is this is taking too long. Oh, boy. We agree. (laughs) Like, that's how I respond. I said, yeah, it does. It does suck to set it up. The setup time is rather laborious. Yeah. But Steph, I know you show kids your calendar, right? I show kids my calendar every single time. I do as well. And I say this wasn't built in a 50-minute session. Right, exactly. But, you know, I show them the colors. They get really excited about the colors all the time. I had a student really digging into the colors yesterday, and I was like, listen, this has to be on your own time because I got (laughs) other stuff to do. (laughs) I talked about in last week's episode that I needed to sit down and match up the colors between my two email addresses. Yes. That's a would-be-nice future Rachel problem. Her with the colors was a would-be-nice, you-take-care-of-that-at-home problem. (laughs) But what I always say is that The payoff is so huge for the calendar, and it doesn't require that much maintenance so that they kind of need to just trust us through it. You always talk about how you see kids leave the office and their shoulders will come down and they'll breathe a sigh of relief. I see it a lot with the calendaring. They object and then they relax. Mm -hmm. And this is why we talk about having a calendar and having a system for organizing your stuff in the form of a binder. This is why it removes anxiety for kids. For sure. 
they don't have to worry about it anymore. They don't. And they don't even know that they're worrying, right? No, it's so true. This kid that was excited about the binder, he's got his planner going and he wanted to do paper and he is doing the best start of school he's ever had. That's awesome. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to him. I asked him that. I said, how does it feel? And he's like, great. So that's happy. And when we can get the buy-in and get them to really see how much it'll help them, Mm -hmm. it can just change so much for them. So quickly. So quickly. And right now we're recording this in October. And so he's been in school for, you know, almost two months and he's got straight A's. It's amazing. One of my employees, Katie, had a similar phone call with a family where the family shared, she's had it with a couple families, I believe, where the family shared they had not had such a wonderful start to the school year. They had never had as wonderful start to the school year. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what's going on with my clients and Katie's clients, but what do you attribute that to? And she said, they have a calendar going. Yeah. Changes everything. Everything. Don't rely on your memory, guys. Nope. Memory is not infallible, meaning memory is fallible. You will make a mistake if you rely on your memory. For sure. Just like at the beginning of the episode, I said I could remember all the episodes at the beginning. Right. Now I can't anymore. There's too many things going on. Did you like the double negative of not infallible? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. All right. That's how you know we're relaxed in the podcast now, guys, because we're totally having that conversation <laughs> while recording. Okay, so the fourth reason we get pushback is why do I need to write my homework on the day it's due? I want to write it on the day I get it assigned. This one, we've talked about it before. Many a time. But this one, I always say to kids, I bring up that example that you used about the dentist often. Dentist is good because the dentist goes further out than you would ever remember. This is usually happening when kids are transitioning to middle school. Agreed. Because in elementary school, they get that week at a time and Mm -hmm. everything is due the next day. Or the Monday folder is due on Friday. You know, the Monday folder with a fourth grader, if she has math, we can do two nights worth of math homework so she doesn't have to do it on the off day when she's not coming to me. And she loves that because the math is there already. But when you get into middle school... That's not what happens anymore, right? So you'll get an assignment and it's due a couple days down the road. Mm-hmm. Or a couple weeks out. Yeah, get projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally every middle schooler I get, this same thing happens. I don't know about you. It absolutely happens. And this is when we talk about leveling up Yeah, and validate, yes, that is what you were taught to do in elementary school. And that's the key piece is that someone taught them. Yeah. That method. And now they need to trust in the next method, which is putting things on the day that they're due. Yeah. We want to teach our kids to be forward planners. Right. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that, you know, I have a lot of kids where I'll say, let's work on it in the homework space. I'll say, work on this because it's due whatever day. Mm -hmm. But you still have to put it down when it's due. And let's also add this in. Even if the assignment is complete and you have it in your hands completed, the assignment is not completed until it is in the teacher's hands. Yep. I have students repeat this because they'll be like, I already completed it. And then, ah, 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 ah. And they go, it's not done until it's in the teacher's hands and kind of like tease me about it. But how often do we get the call from family staff where kids do the homework but don't turn it in? 
All the time. It's super common. We've talked about building in security systems and Mm -hmm. building in extra things to ensure that certain things happen. And this is one of them. Yeah. We're being overly cautious, but still, it's still due that day. You still need to hand it in. And you need to know that other people are going to be working on it around that time as well. Right. It's true. All right, Smarties. For those of you out there who are at therapists, did we miss anything? <laughs> um, we think these are pretty common objections. We'd love to chat more with you about this in our Facebook group. So if you're not there yet, go to the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group, ask to join. There's a few questions you have to ask. The link to do that is also in the show notes to this episode. Steph, anything? Nope. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.